0: Welcome to Design Your Destiny, your podcast for tapping into the power of your subconscious mind. In this next few minutes, allow me to show you how to tap into that power so that you can create success with ease, form deeper connections, and have greater presence in your relationships, and most importantly, find peace within yourself. My name is Penny Chason, and I'm your host. Hey, hey, everybody. It is Penny, and I have a special guest with me today, and she's really special to me personally because, number one, today is my birthday, and number two, I booked a call with her as my birthday present last week because her specialty is human design. I have with me today Andrea Nino de Guzman. I do hope that I pronounce that Well, and didn't butcher it too much. Uh, She is a transformation catalyst. And I'm really going to let her dive in and share with you exactly what that means to her because she is a very special person. And um, welcome, Andrea. Thank
1: you, Penny, and happy birthday. It's great to be here with you. I'm excited. Um, So, yeah, like you said, I'm a transformation catalyst. My purpose is to help people reconnect with their fullest and highest potential so that they can be of an, an inspiration, not only in their immediate circle, but also in their business and with their community. I am a professional certified life and neuro coach I've been trained by you as a as a board certified hypnosis consultant. And I've been spending I spent the last year a little bit more with a year studying deeply studying and learning everything there is about human design, and the, the impact that it can have in people. With that, I've really transformed the way that I think. I really believe that lasting change, one, comes from the inside out. And it's not about fixing what's wrong with you. So we're not broken. We're not, you know, there's nothing wrong with you. It's really about embracing your inner perfection. It's about allowing yourself or giving yourself the permission to be who you were really designed to be.
0: Yeah, you know, on this entrepreneurial journey that I've been on, It has been more of a journey about me, for me personally, in my own personal growth, so that I can actually be successful in business. And of all the people that I've connected with who are successful in business, they are on the same journey of growth. And I had heard about, you know, Enneagram types, disk profiles. I've done the Gallup Strengths Survey, right? And I heard about human design. And I looked into the Enneagram and like that really didn't resonate with me. But I plugged my information in to human design and I looked at it and I'm like manifesting generator. I'm sitting there thinking, well, I should just pretty much have everything I want. What is <laughs> <that's> <laughs> by the name of it? What is this all about? And of course, I dove into YouTube Watched videos and that kind of thing, and you know, obviously, those are general applications of human design. It's impossible to be specific, and just so that for anyone who's listening or watching who's never done human design, when I pulled the chart and I looked at it, there there's a lot of information on the chart. And so I'm going to let you just dive in for people who don't understand what human design is and start it by just explaining
1: what is it? Yes, and it can be very overwhelming when you don't first see that chart. Human design is basically the science of understanding yourself. It brings in ancient wisdom, like the Hindu chakra system, the judeo Kabbalah. It also brings in astrology and the Chinese I Ching. And it combines it with quantum physics and even epigenetics, because as you gain awareness, and thought, the whole process of this is to really understand how you, who you really are, and your most authentic self. This is a tool that was channeled more than twenty years ago by a Canadian entrepreneur who later became known as Raúlúhu. And when it was channeled, the purpose of this was actually to help parents raise their children differently, to help them, to help parents raise their children in their essence, instead of the parents putting on their own sets of limiting beliefs and behaviors that could eventually cause a lot of pain. So that's how it started. And then then eventually, it just grew from there to become this really wide tool that you can use in business, you can use in with parenting, in relationships, in your own personal development, that really sheds light into what your natural traits are, your natural abilities, your gifts, your innate gifts, and helps you identify those blind spots that you might be, that might be causing you pain today because they're not really yours. They're, they're not attributes that you have, but you're kind of forcing yourself to have them.
0: You said something that really just jumped out to me as a hypnotist in the work that I do, because I work with people to unravel the patterns and beliefs that they've adopted as their own that were basically indoctrinated to them. And you mentioned that this was created for children so that they could function in their essence. Yeah. Yet from the time they're three, four, five years old, we put them into a rigid school setting, a structure, a curriculum. And then we wonder why our kids don't thrive. We wonder why all of a sudden now there's this huge buzz. This thought came to me earlier today, and maybe you'll touch on it later. this whole concept of being neurodivergent. Mm-hmm. It occurred to me, what if this neurodivergence is simply not living in alignment
1: with your type? And that's what it narrows down to because we when as we grow up, we start living by these rules, right and. We might not even see them as rules, but for example, having or looking or wanting to have the right answer constantly, you know, or this notion of wanting to be right, to be recognized, to be loved, to have clarity when we're doing something. Even when we do business, you know, um, in traditional traditional business spaces, we're always asked to have a roadmap of how we're going to get from A to B. And not everybody is designed to have a roadmap, just like not everybody is designed to work from nine to five or to really hustle through or power through when they're starting their own business. Everybody processes their own energy in a very different way. And what happens is when you don't understand that, when you don't understand how you process your energy, how you're energetically designed, then that causes that pain in you. That causes and that triggers the not enoughness. That triggers that I'm not good enough and that triggers that hiding or that pulling yourself back because you don't feel that you are up to par with everybody else and, and you're constantly comparing yourself. And what, what you're actually comparing yourself is you're comparing those conditioned behaviors that you think that you have them in you with the way that other people are showing up.
0: Wow, that's really great. So how many design types are there? Let's kind of go into some basics.
1: So the basics, there are five designs. We could see, see them as five main archetypes. In human design, these archetypes really show us how each person has a unique purpose or a unique role within the community. So we have manifestors. Manifestors are those who are here to really bring in very innovative ideas. They're inspired from within, they're here to create, to transform, to create a lot of disruption in the world. They, for example, are not designed to work nine to five. They're highly independent, very much in themselves because they are creating from this inner connection, kind of like this deep, deep, deep connection with the universe, source, the energetic connection, that's one. Once they bring up an idea, you hand them off to a generator or a manifesting generator. A generator is somebody who is here to give life, to bring life to that idea, to give it continuity. Those are the power bees. The ones who, as long as they're tied to what lights them up, as long as that they're working on something that really brings them joy, they could work for hours and hours and hours and they can keep on going and going and going because they have that energizer bunny energy. Then you have projectors. Projectors are the natural leaders. In our communities, they are people who are able to see the potential in any situation, they are able to see potential in people. They know how to bring people together. They naturally are able to see who works best with whom. And at the same time, they're able to see the difference between who people want to be and and their current state of reality. So it's it's a very, for me, they're like human walking x-ray machines. They really see through you. They see your potential, but they also see their own stories that when you tell yourself to hold yourself back and then you have reflectors who are the natural barometer of a of a culture of a dynamic of a group or, or of a collective. They are designed to just pick up on what other people are feeling sensing and to express that they're like these huge walking mirrors and As they do that, the the purpose that they serve in this, well, for humanity is to teach you where you're out of alignment, where you're not really fully expressing yourself as you are, as you were meant to be. They, there are not that many few uh, reflector that, that, that there are not that many reflectors. Only one percent of the population is a reflector. So to have one is really, I feel like it's a gift of life because their energy is. It's very deep. They really mirror you. It's very interesting to be in contact with a reflector. Projectors, those natural leaders, make up around 20% of the population. Most of the population is made up of either generators or manifesting generators. And manifestors make up around 10% of the population. So if you see in the collective, we have a lot of that doing, doing, doing energy, because that's what 70% of us are here to do. But you also have 30% who have a very separate role who are not designed for that doing, doing, doing. And it's it's interesting when, for example, when you're in business and you find out that you're a manifester or a projector or a reflector, and you find out that you are not designed to do the hustle and to power through things, and you can actually work and grow your business in a completely different way.
0: I love that. And we're going to get into that later. So What are some of the reasons that people most commonly reach out to you
1: for readings? I have two types of clients. I have, for example, I work a lot with coaches, coaches who want to create, who are connected to their intuition and sense that they want to create something different for the world, for their community, but sometimes are held back by the established parameters of how you need to do a business of what it means, product launches, multiple things. And it doesn't sit right with them. So they've maybe already worked with multiple business coaches or done different programs. They've tried everything, but it's still still not working. And what we do when we we work with their human design, we identify those areas where they're basically shutting down their intuition so they can reconnect with that and really create something that brings them joy and something that really aligns with what their inner inner wisdom is telling them is necessary to bring to life. So that's one type of client. And the other one is somebody who is in this process of transformation. So a lot is going on in their lives. A lot of shifts, relationship shifts, changes, or they're about to transition, maybe changing in jobs, changing types maybe even focusing on a different type of business, but they're still unsure of taking that next step. So they're holding themselves back. They're playing small. And again, that having a business design or a human design reading really helps them shed light into who they really are and also empower them to take that next step. Those are the two main people that I work with.
0: Yeah, In. Since I've learned about human design, sometimes I recommend to my clients that they uh, basically get their chart and learn their human design type and find someone to get a reading. I actually recommend you uh, because you and I are in a coaching group together. And one day I shared a post how so many things were changing And I was waiting for confirmation from the universe. And you mentioned something about human design. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm a manifesting generator with a three, five, triple split. And you messaged me privately. And you're like, hey, I didn't want to get into this there. And the things that you spelled out were things that I had managed to figure out on my own. But I wasn't able to define them in the way that you did. And, you know, it costs time right to figure Mm -hmm. these things out on your own you make mistakes figuring these things out on your own of course we learn from those mistakes but my god when you've got Andrea (laughs) out of time but you know when I work with clients I have them identify that vision you know what what is the end result like what is the shift you need to see to know that your work with me has been successful And sometimes we run into some resistance and they're like, I'm still resisting this. And I'm like, okay, let's take a look at your values. Because if what you desire and the way you said about going to get it is misaligned with your values, your subconscious is going to push back. And so if we go through that and the values are aligned and we're still hitting resistance and it's like, you know what, there's, you need to know your personality type. You need to know your design type. You might be working against yourself. So I knew just enough about it to put it into that context. The way that I began to figure this out for myself is like I mentioned, you and I uh, both have done coaching with Jim Fortin. And one of the things that I learned early on from one of the coaches in that group is to work from a place of being pulled and not pushing or forcing. And I'm like, okay. And so the whole thing is, you know, let it be fun. Let it be easy, right? And I'm like, okay, that works. Well, then I have a business coach. And it's, you know, all about the 90 days. What's your end point going to be? How are you going to get there? And, you know, I mean, okay, yeah, i get the point of focusing on one thing. But I guess I'm what some people would call multi-passionate. You know, it's like I'm told, you just need to sell one thing. Well, no, I like to work with clients one-on-one. I like to train. There's this other thing over here that I want to do, you know. And so I felt like there was something wrong with the way that I was thinking about it. And what you shared with me is that when I would get into this situation where I'm following an agenda, where I'm focused on an endpoint. And I'm just in it to get the things done to see the result that I am shutting down my intuition, my flow, and my ability to create. So most of the people who follow this podcast, they're, they're all about wanting to create a life that they want. So I'm, I'm just going to leave that to you and let you dig in and give us all the juiciness.
1: Okay. So what happens when you encounter that conflict of I want to create something? My intuition is telling is guiding me this way, but traditional business rules tell me otherwise. And I have this push-pull of who do I pay attention to? Well, I'm going to pay attention to the expert because I feel that I don't know enough, right? And what, what I see from the readings that I've done is why that push-pull happens is because one, we feel this pressure to have it right, to make the right decision, right? Because... There is this, we've been conditioned with this notion of you can't, it's wrong to have, it's not right to be wrong. You know, it's, you. we, even since we've been in grade school, we were always praised to have the right answer, right? To have A's in all our papers, to, to A's test. So when you don't do, you don't make the right choices, even if it's just part of your learning experience, it causes pain. So that's part of a conditioned behavior. And you're, you're by design, you're automatically pressured to find the right answer, which sometimes stalls you. And that's where you go into procrastination. That's when you start distracting yourself with other things. That's one thing. The other thing that I see is people holding back because they're afraid of all the greatness that they can really create. So maybe my vision is too big, but what happens if it becomes true? What happens if I, this, goes, this grows way bigger than I really expected? So then I tend to hold myself back because in, in reality, I want to feel loved and accepted. I want to be seen. I want to be recognized. And I'd rather play small than really fully express myself. That's another conditioned behavior that I see. And that comes into play with business of I'd rather pay attention to what somebody else is doing than really pay attention to what my intuition is telling me. Because maybe this is going to go way bigger. And the other thing that I see is holding on to past ideas out of fear of not having that certainty of where am I going. Or even when you're focused, if you're working with a 90-day plan, choosing to focus on just the doing, 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 but not connecting to who you are being. And again, shutting your intuition down and something the way that i integrate both for example in a session is okay you have a focus because you're running a business you know what you need to do to get your numbers you you have to measure your num- you have to measure your progress that's part of running a business but that doesn't mean that you, your business doesn't have to be fun that doesn't mean that what you get to do in the day can't light you up so out of all the things that you have in your plate let's start with the one that really lights you up, that gets you excited, if you're a manifesting generator, for example, and, or a generator. So when that happens, what that creates is that just that energetic momentum to get things going. And then the next thing becomes easy and the next thing becomes fun. And that is how you get the ball rolling into building your business, into going through your to-do list, into promoting yourself or whatever it is that you need to do. If you are not designed as a generator or a manifesting generator, then the question is completely opposite. It's not about what you need to do. It's about how much rest do you need to take first? Give yourself time to rest. Honor your time to rest, recharge, restore, and recover first. Because as you do that, you're going to get prepare yourself energetically to go and execute when the timing is right, when the invitation comes, when whatever it is that's brewing inside you is ready to come out. but not many, not many coaches are traditionally in business. They don't tell you, you need to rest first. It's the opposite. It's you need to do, 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 do. Yes,
0: absolutely. I, I totally get that. I'm, I'm looking at my notes. I took 10 pages of notes and that was just one of my two calls. One thing that we didn't get to last week that I, I do have on my mind and maybe it's going to be in our next call some people are single definition, but I'm a triple split. And when I did my research, you know, YouTube, <laughs> what I found was I, I need to be in physical proximity of other people to connect my centers. What, what does that mean?
1: Your splits, they're a guiding mechanism for how you relate to others. And what are you looking for I guess in a subconscious level, when you're reaching out, whether it's with a romantic partner, a business partner, a client, anybody that you're engaging with, so for example, if you are, if you are um, a single, if you have a single definition, that means that all if you trace with your finger all of your centers in your human design charts, they're all going to be connected. That's what having a single definition means, right? That means that your trigger points are going to be more about how you process your own energy when you're in relation to others. It's not about what connects you, it's about uh, about what triggers you based on your past upbringing. If you are a double split, that means that you have like two islands in your chart, then your triggers are not going to be the centers. They're going to be very specific energies that you lack and that you're constantly, unconsciously, reaching out for in other people. I have a double split, for example, and all of my business partners, my husband, even my ex-husband, has the other complementary energy that I need. And it's funny how I just unconsciously just reach out and connect with those people that help me connect with that. When you are a triple split, you have a little bit of both. You like your alone time. You need your alone time. Maybe like, I, I visualize like I need my library time. I, nobody bother me. I just need to be by myself. But there are times when you crave being with other people. And when you are with different groups of people, you feel different because you're picking up on other, your, your, your circuits, because your three islands are being connected differently. And it's fun. And it's fun for a while until it becomes overwhelming. And then you're like, okay, I need to be by myself. again.
0: Yeah. And you just exactly described me. And by the way, YouTube did not describe that the way that she did. <laughs> just shared with me makes so much more sense because I do. I, I can be very energetic. And then it's like, somebody flipped a switch. And it's like, okay, I'm going away now. Mm-hmm. And I know that specifically, my I, my husband's family probably thought I was weird. but But you're just revealing to me something on a deeper level of What I already knew, like holidays, I would go and be around the family, and I can only be there a certain amount of time. And now, even now that we're back home with my family, we take separate vehicles because I am ready to leave hours before he is.
1: That's how it looks like. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's just how you're energetically defined. That's the beauty of human design because now it sheds light, for example, into that situation. And now you're not going to have those thoughts of what's wrong with me. I should be more this. I should be less of that. Yeah. You just completely I, I was, shut down that dialogue.
0: I would say it was more frustration that my family just couldn't like, let me and like, it's then. not about you. It's it's not about you. I just want to be by myself. Right. So then you carry this sense of, you know, yeah, I must be doing something wrong <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't want to be around Mm -hmm. them. And my son is even much more to the extreme Mm -hmm. than I am Uh, when he's ready to engage. He's there, Mm -hmm. but he's more of a, a, a back off kind of young man. Something else you revealed to me. I grew up hearing my mother in my ear, Penny, you never finish anything. And Oh my God, um, I forget which center it was that you told me. You're rude. Like something yeah. will be yes, but let me get back to you with uh-huh. the way you described oh, yeah. it. And this, even as an adult, this happens to me. Somebody will come me, hey, Penny, would you be into in this? And I'm like, oh, hell yeah, let's do it. And then it's like a week before, it's like, oh, I just really wish I hadn't said yes. I don't mm-hmm. want to do this. I have no interest in doing this. And it's not rude it's not that anything changed with the person. It's just like something about the energy of it flipped. And it's like, okay, mm-hmm. this, this isn't for me. And I know I cannot be the only person in the world
1: who experiences mm-hmm. this. What do you say? And that's exactly how it works. When you look at the root center, which is the bottommost center in your design and the one and the square right above it, which is your sacral when I read that, that's how I know how you operate in business. So are you overwhelmed by the details? Are you overwhelmed by the long-term, the big picture? Can you finish things? Can you start things? What is your level of, it's not commitment, but it's what's the time frame that you need to decide? Can you just make decisions long-term or you do just need to make decisions in the very short-term? Or can you make commitments in the very short-term? In your case, you are more the short-term. Because if I ask you, Penny, are we going to do something in October? You're going to be like, yeah, sure. And then maybe come September, you're like, uh-uh, I don't want to do this. And that, that, again, if you don't understand that, or if you don't give yourself permission to be that way, because it, it's, you naturally feel it. And that's the beauty of human design. A lot of what I tell my clients, they already knew from way before. Like they, they already picked up on that. They just didn't have the words to put it into place. But they, it was their intuition that was telling them this feels right. Or maybe ah, this doesn't feel right. So when you know your design, then that's how you can give yourself permission to, I'm just going to be this way. And I don't have to, I don't owe you an ex- any explanations. This is just who I am. You're probably designed differently. You, you, a, and as you know, your design, you pick up on how other people are different, designed in a different way. And that just gives you so much more permission to just be. And that's why I was, for me, it's the science of epigenetics that also comes into play. Because when you give yourself permission to just be, that dialogue, that inner voice, that critic or that saboteur shuts down because it it doesn't have any reason to continue yapping and telling you you're not enough, you're not good enough, or not this or not that, or you should be more of this or less of that. It just shuts down because now you know that this is who you are and this is, and it feels good because you've always felt this way. You just didn't understand why, but it just, it just is you, this is who you just are.
0: Yeah. I love this whole conversation. And I I guess the next call that you and I have together, we're going to dive into the genetics of it was my understanding. Correct. So I'm truly looking forward to that and I'm really sitting with and embracing this idea that you you mentioned that my head center is defined and it makes me a disruptor right like what does that really mean and for someone whose values are compassion and kindness like how do you disrupt right in that kind compassionate way and so I've really been playing with this and like what can that look like because You also hinted upon that people may not necessarily understand my concepts or my ideas because I'm coming in from a different dimension. And it's really nice to know that, you know, it's may not necessarily be my way of expressing, but my thinking is on a different level. And again, to not get into the, oh, maybe my idea is not good enough. There's something wrong with Mm -hmm. my idea. You know, it's not going to fit into the status quo. And from what you told me, I'm not meant to be status quo at exactly. all. At all. Yes. Yes. Excuse You're my French, too- everybody. It's fucking liberating. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've always been an advocate of just being me, but now I understand this is a part of who I am. It just—it's opening up doorways. And stay tuned because as I implement this into my business and my life, who knows what it's going to bring because I haven't decided yet. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I think the biggest takeaway for me from all of this and the conversation that we've had is that fitting into a social paradigm, a social construct, this whole notion of having expectations Mm -hmm. of what normal is, what acceptable is, we are actually doing ourselves as a human race, a huge disservice.
1: Yes, completely, completely. And that's what causes us pain. That's what makes us feel like we're broken, that we need fixing because we compare ourselves to this standard and we're, nobody is standard. Everybody is unique. So when you start seeing yourself as you being the most amazing, unique expression of who you're meant to be, of like you being you is really the biggest gift that the world could ever receive. Oh my goodness. Like your heart just starts beating. It's on fire. It becomes so liberating because you no longer need to adapt or conform to other societal norms. There is no perfect. You are already perfect just as you are.
0: You're preaching my song there, Andrea. Um, can you hear the hawks outside? I don't know if you can hear them through the speaker. When you started talking about that, the hawks started going crazy outside. Um, I just love it. Um, Bumps. There are no coincidences. I highly recommend to anyone who's listening, if, if it's not ease and flow in your business and your life, to reach out to Andrea. We're going to have her links I strongly encourage you to reach out to her because, you know, if you're finding yourself in frustration somewhere along the way, you're working against yourself. And that's been the biggest eye opener to me um, out of all this. I think I've said that three times. So I'm somewhere along the lines. One of them's not the biggest, (laughs) (laughs) but either way. So let's just, is there one way that you would like to share with everyone and then just let everybody know where they can find you, a uh, social website, how they can book a call with you and we, we will wrap it up.
1: Awesome. My takeaway is I'm actually going to give you a seed question for it's a new moon, there are new gates, a lot of being, a lot of information is being triggered right now. And my seed question for you for this week is, how can you start living from a state of possibility? How can you start living from a state of completeness, of fully accepting who you are, not just accepting, but really embracing. And instead of seeing what you're lacking or what's missing in your life, start seeing what is in abundance. Because it's as if when you open a fridge door, the first thing that you focus on is, I'm out of milk, I'm out of this, I'm out of that, I'm missing this, I need to get more of that. And the same thing happens when we look inside and we talk to ourselves. There's always something that there's not enough of. But very rarely when we open the fridge, we say, wow, I have so many vegetables. Wow, I can't believe I have so much bread or so much whatever. Just like we don't talk to ourselves in that way. We don't talk about our abundance. And when we don't talk about what we have, In our greatness, which is what human design tells you, you start living from this place of circumstance and from not enoughness. And you completely disconnect yourself from your own creative power. So, just that seed question of how can you start living from this place of loving and accepting and embracing yourself so that you can create more possibility in your life?
0: Beautiful. Thank you so much for being with us today. Let everybody know where they can find you.
1: You can find me on Instagram. a-N-G, those are my initials, A-N-G Transformation Catalyst. And on my website, you can find all the readings that I have in programs at www.angtransformation.com.
0: Beautiful. Thank you so much for being here today. I really hope that this sheds some light on human design and how it can benefit um, my listeners in their business, their life, their relationships. It's been a wonderful chat. All right, Thank everyone, you, we will see you next week. Thank you for listening today. If you've enjoyed this episode of Design Your Destiny, I would appreciate it if you would head over to iTunes and leave a positive review. When you leave a positive review, it's like podcast currency, and we can increase our reach and get the message to even more people that they, just like you, have the ability to design their destiny. And remember, subscribe on your favorite podcast platform.